This week on Priority One, we check out the end of CBS All Access, Lower Deck's place in Trek Mythos, another possible Kirk recasting, and intakes. In Star Trek Gaming, Star Trek Online once again teams with groupies to support the Pop Culture Hero Coalition, more updates to the Year of Klingon, and we protect Pavo in our newest event. Then we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 460 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Your weekly recap and review of all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. This episode was recorded live on Tuesday, May 12th, 2020, and available for download or streaming on Friday, May 15th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Kat. And I'm Tony. And in the audio booth is our chief engineer, Skiffy. Hello, guys. How's it going? Before we jump into the news, we want to invite you to join in on the weekly conversations, whether via social media platforms like facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast, on Twitter or Instagram at Priority One Pod, or by email to incoming at Priority One Podcast.com. Captains, as you know, each and every week, I need to talk to you about Patreon, because that's the way that we can produce this show from week to week with your support. As you know, producing this show is done entirely by volunteers. None of us ever get paid for the work that we do on Priority One Podcast. But that's all right, because we do it as a labor of love. And we like to think that we're carving our own little corner of the Star Trek mythos by doing this Star Trek podcast. So we need your help to continue to produce this show from week to week. So head on over to patreon.com and check out all the amazing perks that we have to offer, including an entirely separate show dedicated to our patrons, a show that we title After Hours. Here's a clip of what you can expect from our off-the-cuff, unscripted, and unedited After Hours podcast. This week, y'all voted for Sub Rosa, the TNG episode where Beverly has an interesting time away. They love Scotland so much they decided to bring a little piece of Scotland to the middle of friggin' space. Hey man, and then, that's and cool. then they inflicted Scotland on a completely innocent planet. The, no the conversations <laughs> with, with Crusher and Troy were just... Just awkward weird. as oh, yeah. hell. So weird. By the way, this one was directed by Jonathan Frakes as well. Jonathan Frakes. We should talk about that because last week the problem was, like, they had the kernel of a good idea. This one, it's a really terrible idea, and I don't think Frakes, Frakes tried to save it but didn't know how to. It's, it's like, do we take this seriously and, like, make it a romance novel episode? Or do we kind of stick our tongues in our cheeks and just sort of go with it? And I think they just mailed it in. Like, now we're going to just take it seriously and go. So, Captains, again, check us out over at patreon.com forward slash priority one. And consider becoming a patron of this production. Now let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. You want 
I don't know. Then let's trek it out. The end of CBS All Access is nigh. Near. Coming. But not really. Well, sort of. On Thursday, Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish told investors that there would be big changes to the company's over-the-top video-on-demand service, CBS All Access, starting with a rebranding of subscription-based services. So, things are changing. Backish said, quote, major changes coming this summer as we track toward the rebrand and relaunch of a transformed product, end quote. In addition to the 100-plus movie titles added to the service on Thursday, including Star Trek IV, Generations, First Contact, and Nemesis, All Access Programming Chief Julie McNamara said in a press release, quote, Expanding CBS All Access's library of films with these iconic titles from Paramount Pictures is just one of the many ways we're integrating the phenomenal catalog of IP available to us within the Viacom CBS family, end quote. But movies aren't the only changes coming to the soon-to-be VOD artist formerly known as CBS All Access. Viacom CBS promises to leverage several of its broadcast properties on the service as well, including Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, BET, Smithsonian, and Paramount Network. No firm details were given about release dates or price changes, if any, but we'll keep our sensors set to max. So stay tuned. It's about time they really need to fix CBS All Access because it's pretty not user-friendly at the moment. We've been saying that for ages, but this is maybe good? I don't know. I'm concerned about Viacom CBS, given the latest shareholder suit details. What? What are you talking about? Well, we mentioned it before when we were talking about the merger and after that, but now there was a shareholder suit filed against Sherry Redstone. <laughs> and the, yeah, so the shareholders, what does that mean? shareholders are not happy right now. So, um, and, yeah. And what does that mean? Why, why aren't they happy? Oh, know? they're saying they overpaid, that they um, inflated the stock price to get the sale done, that Sherry Redstone was just forcing them to, to merge because she wanted it done and inflated the price. <laughs> yeah, the so, and th this that is... That sounds illegal. No, well, illegal. Well, you know, it depends. <laughs> it may violate the fiduciary duty of the uh, manager of the company, the management of the company, to, to treat all sh uh, shareholders fairly. But put that aside. This, what they're doing here, is her trying to make it a fait accompli, right? Tying all the libraries together, relaunching and rebranding the product as a Viacom CBS whole family of films, Paramount mixing together with the TV. This is them trying to make it too compli complicated and weird to sort of untangle. And this goes back to the discussion we had earlier. If this makes the property more attractive to a buyer like Amazon, then all of a sudden that shareholder lawsuit goes away because mm -hmm. everybody gets paid. What makes it more attractive? The UI or or what? Uh, the, the library? Not the UI. No, the IP. Yeah. Yeah, library. your library and your content, that's what's yep. going to make it attractive. You've got movies, all these movies, and you've got Nickelodeon, the MTV stuff, comedy, all of that. All of right. those networks had original programming, too, that, that you can watch hopefully soon. <laughs> so interestingly enough, though, there will be some licensing issues 
that come of this. So, for instance, South Park will leave the CBS All Access umbrella because of licensing. So there will be some shows that are usually on those networks like Comedy Central or whatnot that won't make it over. Now, it's great that they're adding this library. I That's fantastic and that's exciting and it makes the subscription to something like CBS All Access a little more worthwhile. But if they don't do anything to the UI, if they don't do anything to the user experience, wherever it is, whether on Roku, whether on your mobile device or on the web browser, it doesn't matter. I'm still not subscribing to CBS All Access. And I would rather, if I did have to subscribe to CBS All Access, I would rather do it through Amazon because their UI is much better. So hopefully in these major changes, we are not only going to see logos change, but we're going to see technology change behind it too. I strongly suspect this is a prelude to some sort of offer or dance with Amazon. This whole thing, and even the shareholder lawsuit, is probably a strategy to get that deal done. Well, that'd be delightful. But speaking of the catalog of Star Trek-related things, what about Lower Decks? There's going to be an expansion to that catalog soon. Mike McMahon, the creator of Lower Decks, is a busy man. This week, the former Rick and Morty showrunner launched a new animated series on Hulu, Solar Opposites, and sat down with Inverse to promote the show. During the interview, McMahon spoke a bit about his latest project, the aforementioned Star Trek Lower Decks. McMahon gave the vaguest of vague answers when talking about the show release, saying, quote, I can't give you a specific answer on when that's coming out, but we're still working on it and we're on track for when we have planned, which is this year, end quote. The TNG Season 8 creator did open up a bit about where the show fits in the mythos, though, saying, quote, It was important to me that if you know everything about Star Trek and you watch this show, then it fits into canon and doesn't break Star Trek. In fact, it grows it. And if you know nothing about Star Trek, then all of the canon in Lower Decks feels like mythological, broad, understandable sci-fi stuff. So you can still enjoy Lower Decks, even if it's your first Star Trek show, end quote. For a full link to the article, check out the show notes. What a novel idea for a Star Trek series. Let's hope they can pull it off. Where does this guy get these crazy notions of fitting into the existing canon and, like, making it accessible to new viewers at the same time? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> That'll never work. Never work. It'll <laughs> never work. I'm a little concerned that we're going to see Rick and Morty, right? And I, I don't know that I necessarily want that. I want to see new ideas, fresh ideas. And if the concept of Lower Decks is... These stories are taking place as the bigger picture mythos of Star Trek is happening. And we're getting to see what happens literally in the lower decks as Riker impregnates something, something, something. Then, yeah, that could be fun. That could be interesting. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All I know is I was really confused because last week or something like that, Nickelodeon announced this show, The Astronauts. I was like, wait a minute. Is that the new Star Trek show? I'm so confused. I think we're okay, because this is the guy that did the Star Trek Season 8, and all those tweets were funny, but they were all Star Trek funny, right? It's like, you can't really make jokes about something unless you understand it. You know, that that's how you know somebody gets it. And especially if you make in-jokes about Star Trek, jokes that only Trek nerds get. He, I think he's got it. I'm not I'm not very concerned about that. And uh, I think that uh, if, he's, if he's given the creative license to handle it, and he ha- takes the attitude that was just in that quote, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, are you worried that it's just going to go Rick, cynical, the Federation's terrible, and all life sucks? (laughs) 
No, it's it's more the humor, the comedy, the style. Mm. I think there's something to be said about the style of of animation. But like Solar Opposites, you saw it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, didn't I watched just feel it. like you were watching a reskinned version of Rick oh, and Morty? I mean, a little bit. It was really hard to separate the voice because you're like, oh, it's the Rick guy in this cartoon. <laughs> because again, he's disillusioned with everything and hates, you right. know, that he crash landed on Earth. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I it, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Any and every entertainment gossip site has claimed to break the story of an upcoming Star Trek Pike series. But this week, a new and interesting rumor has expanded on this story. So, like last week's discussion about potential acquisitions, this is another headline to take with a grain of salt. Gossip Cinema site, The Cinema Spot, claims to have exclusive insider information that the unannounced upcoming Pike series has started casting, wait for it, James Tiberius Kirk. According to the site, quote, CBS All Access is eyeing multiple actors, but sources close to CBS have informed us that the streaming service is very keen on casting Jake Cannavale for the role. He recently held a screen test with Star Trek Discovery Spock actor Ethan Peck through Skype, end quote. Through Skype? Really? Skype? Not to be outdone, We Got This Covered, which has a long and spotty scoop history, claimed another TOS character was also being recast, quote, We've now heard from our sources that the same ones who told us about the Pike spinoff initially and that Discovery has been renewed for five seasons, which has also been confirmed, that Uhura will also feature in the series. We don't know whether the producers have any actresses in mind for the role yet, but the character will definitely appear on the show, end quote. So James Cannavale, his most familiar role to many of us who are also sci-fi fans, will be on from The Mandalorian, where he was the guy that tried to rip off the Mandalorian on the planet. He double-crossed him when he was going after the, the other bounty hunter. So he was a one-and-done in that show. Oh. So. So I, I'm that wondering, guy. yeah, I'm wondering if he's going to be a one and done on this Pike series too, because I don't know. Are we? Are the is James Kirk going to be a junior officer on the Enterprise under Pike? Is that going to be a thing? I mean, do we? Is, I don't think that's in canon anywhere so far. Not that it couldn't be. There's no reason why Jim Kirk, Ensign Kirk, couldn't be the wet behind the ears kid on on, on the Enterprise bridge. But I didn't think that was in uh, that hadn't been sort of explained before, to my knowledge. I don't like this at all. He does not remind me of a Kirk character at all whatsoever. I mean, he's just so not chiseled. I don't even remember him in Mandalorian, and I watched that show too. And until I even looked it up and I even saw images of it, I was like, gee, I don't really remember that character. He was a one and done. That leads us to our first community question this week. Do you believe the rumor that James Cannavale will be the next Kirk? Do you like the casting, or is there someone else you'd prefer? Let us know in the comment section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or by replying to our community question post on social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Star Trek fans are a creative bunch, from fanfic to podcast and everything in between. We sure put our passion to good use. And one of those industrious fans, YouTube Ryan's Edits, has taken Star Trek outtakes and put them back into the episode, and it's even better than it sounds. From Future Imperfect's high fives to Guinan's unique advice about the holodeck, these bite-sized Trek nuggets are a fun distraction. TrekMovie.com has the newest videos embedded, so follow our link for easy viewing. Have you guys seen these? These are yes. hilarious. They are I funny. saw a few of them. They're great. Yeah. Oh, my God. My One of my favorite bloopers is when Michael Dorn messes up the ship in a bottle scene. 
and he go and Picard's like, what? Haven't you played? You know, didn't you play with ships in a bottle when you were kids? And Michael Dorn goes, I never played with boy. And it, I mean, it's yeah. one of the funniest bloopers that yeah. I that it just gets me every time. So in the intake, they put that blooper. What they do is that they take the blooper and they play it. He he cuts it seamlessly as if though it was actually a part of the episode. So that blooper makes it in. And the scene continues, right? It moves on to the next the, the next moment, as it would in the episode. So these are hilarious. Please track them out. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. I saw one where uh, Tracy Coco, since she drops in on us from time to time, she was walking behind uh, Commander Riker, and he flubbed his line and just turns around and goes, Tracy, and runs right after her all the way down the, the hallway. This is just great. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, Captains, that's all the news we have to trek out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Star Trek Online has once again invited players to join in their effort to raise funds for two worthy causes. Along with fellow Cryptic Games property Neverwinter, Star Trek Online has announced several new Groupies bundles for purchase. With the first tier starting at just $2, players can claim a heroic Rysian Caracal Pet, a heroic Tribble, and a new player title, Heroic. At $10, players can claim two Tier 6 ships, the Federation's Somerville Intel Science Vessel and the Klingon Defense Force's Batil Intel Science Vessel, along with one fleet module. Buyers of the higher tier will also automatically receive the items from Tier 1. Proceeds from the fundraising event will be evenly divided between the United Way Bay Area and Chase Masterson's Pop Culture Hero Coalition. To find the link to the groupies offer or to see the details of the Neverwinter bundles, check out our links in the show notes. Did you guys get this? I bought the bundle, yeah. Did you? I did, absolutely. Anytime there's new caracals or triples or science ships, which I've had my eye on for a while, I just didn't want to buy it full price. So yeah, I immediately got this a little while ago. Yeah, it's a good bundle for a good cause. I claimed the items, but I haven't yet uh, checked them out in-game. I will do that later today. Yeah, I already opened the Caracal, and he's adorable. Or she. And has a little collar with like a superhero insignia. It's really cute. And then the Tribble is Polka Dot. Oh, nice. This week brought us several new insights into the upcoming Klingon content refresh. On the weekly Stovacore Saturday social media post, Ambassador Kale shared a peek at two updated Klingon ship models. One was the Burrell Bird of Prey we were already expecting, and the other was a new model for the Katinga class battlecruiser. Star Trek Online's YouTube channel also posted a recording of last week's 10 Forward weekly stream. In the 38-minute video, lead environment artist Scott Boyd and senior environment artist Nick Dugid sat down to give players a sneak peek of their updated Klingon ground environments. The discussion focused on the Kittimer map used in the Romulan faction mission Turning Point, but the updated resources and textures show the kind of improvements to be expected in other Klingon-refreshed environments. To see the video for yourself, head over to Star Trek Online's YouTube channel. That brings us to our community question for Star Trek Online. What did you think of the Kittimer map updates shared by Star Trek Online? Let us know on our website, social media pages, or email us at incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. To our friends over on Xbox and PS4, the Infinity Lockbox has returned! And with it, new prizes. The box now includes all prizes previously available in the Kelvin Divergence lockbox, such as the Tier 6 Kelvin Heavy Destroyer and the Tier 6 Klingon D7 Heavy Destroyer. 
There's also a brand new tier six ship appearing in this infinity lockbox rotation, the tier six Ferengi Quark Marauder. Now we have of course covered these ships and their stats in previous episodes, but if you are interested and play mostly on console, links of course will be on our show notes. It's the first ever quantum ship, right? It's a Quark Marauder. It's really, really small. Haha. <laughs> in other gaming news. For those of you who play Star Trek Timelines, you have two events to participate in as of May 14th. The Caregivers event features special crew members Amanda Grayson and the Bashirs. There's also a hybrid event whose first phase is a faction event featuring Displaced Gabrielle Burnham, Delta Flyer Kim, and Tuskegee Mayweather along with Pilot Crew. Phase 2 will be a Galaxy event following Phase 1. That's all we've got to cover this week in Star Trek Gaming News. Now, let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, Captains, hailing frequencies are now open, and we're ready to receive all of your incoming messages. This week, our first community question was, what did you think of Brian Fuller's explanation of the mirror universe? From PriorityLawnPodcast.com, Tyler Maxwell writes in and says, I've always just taken the mirror universe to just be the evil twin universe for the main characters of whatever Trek show that has it. Sure, Trek has explored different choices leading to different realities, but the mirror universe characters deviate to such extremes, I don't think it's a simple thing of, if Tilly had done A instead of B, she'd become the adorkable cadet instead of the psycho tongue-cutting bootlick lady. I prefer the mere universe to remain its own thing, a place for characters slash actors to explore their worst impulses and see what glorious chaos ensues. Yes, I agree with, with that. It's good for a universe to say how it deviates, but the universe deviated a long time ago for the mirror people. It's just fun. It's just camp. Our second community question was... Who would you rather take over Viacom CBS? Would you rather it be Amazon? Netflix? What about Apple? From Facebook, AJ Biega writes, I would like Netflix because Amazon and others have not been successful in Australia unless they're an Australian one that no one has heard of or Disney+. Plus. From Twitter, Brandon Parker writes in and says, Amazon is iffy considering what they did to Twitch. Netflix might be a match since they have knocked it out with their original shows. Apple seems the less likely of the three as they haven't really bothered with original shows and such. I would bank on Netflix. I got a question for you guys. What did Amazon do to Twitch? I don't didn't know Amazon did anything to Twitch. I mean, they bought it a few years ago. I don't know what know that. changes they made that were that would trigger negative feedback. I, I mean, it could be that people just sort of resent. Twitch was kind of, you know, cool back in the day. It was edgy, but then Amazon took it over and it got all linked up with stuff. So, I mean, there might be some Oh, so that's like every company acquisition. Right, ever. yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I like now about Amazon and Twitch. Twitch has started uh, watch parties. If something is on Amazon Prime and you're... Right now, it's only for Twitch affiliates uh, and a few select channels. But if you qualify to be in a Twitch affiliate right now, you could start playing around with watch parties on the Amazon Prime video catalog. So that works out, I think, and I, I we have to test this out, so don't hold me to it. I'm wondering if we can watch like Discovery or Picard through the CBS All Access channel on Amazon Prime and then stream that on Twitch and have watch parties. That would be cool. 
Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I think her. Yeah, amazing. Sorry. What a, great idea. What a wonderful idea. Way to go. My wow. mind just went to way. all the terms and conditions. I don't <laughs> yeah. To, <laughs> to look and to see yeah. if that's even allowed. Oh my God, you're going to rebroadcast a copyrighted version over YouTube. We're prohibited. Yeah. Is that. Member FDIC. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, just got a so, so, some companies that uh, can have broadcast rights on certain continents will be able to do this. So, some of our viewers are going to be cut off if they live in Europe or Eurasia. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that wraps up episode 460 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. But there are more great shows available to you on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Just visit podcasts.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe to them all and, most importantly, share them with your friends. But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like Diana Gunther, Darnell Dwayne Ross, David K. Rutley, Joshua Selig, and Peter Archibald. And we can't let you go without a reminder of our community question this week. What are your thoughts on the rumors that James Cannaval will be the next Kirk? Do you like the casting idea, or can you think of somebody else that might fit the role better? And in Star Trek gaming news, what did you think of the Kittimer map updates shared by Star Trek Online? Captains, it's important to us that you get your voice heard and that you participate in the conversation. Leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at PriorityOnePod. And if you're still craving more, be sure to spend time with Winters, me, and the rest of the Priority One Armada. Saturday nights, the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest news from Star Trek Online and the Armada community, including spotlighting some of our amazing members. With regular giveaways, there's something for all Star Trek Online players, whether you're new or a veteran. Follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times, and if you'd like to join the Armada, visit PriorityOneArmada.com. This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. And even if you cannot make a financial contribution, please help spread the word about the show and invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps us going. Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions Guard Frequency Podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Each episode, the Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. Thanks to our audio editors, including Gray, William, Brandon, Rand, Daniel, Roscoe, and Skiffy. Thanks to our producer, Jake Morgan, and associate producer, Shane Hoover, for helping us in organizing and writing up our summary of the weekly headlines from the Star Trek multiverse. Thanks to our graphic artist, Henry Pomper, with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Ready weapons. Engage.
Transfer complete. And in the audio booth is our chief engineer, Jesus. Wow, Jesus! Uh, what did we get him? Him? Fantastic! Wow, you are no, recruiting no, really takes, stepped up. <laughs> it's against my programming to impersonate it a takes, deity. It takes Jesus to produce this show every week. Take your blood pressure meds because it's what? Hey, oh. First of all, Jake, you don't take blood pressure medication for a saliva <laughs> problem, which I think is what you mean here, not a salinating problem. Someone I'm has like, wait, salt. are you going to get salty? I don't understand. <laughs> what... if, are you salty? Have you dipped yourself Maybe in that's salt? What it is. Yeah. Okay. Because no. it's, oh, because I get it. He's doing a, he, he did this last week where he played, he was trying to do a play on words for take it with a grain of salt. Oh. And I changed every moment of it that I saw it on the script when I had to publish the show. Sorry, Jake. Oh, so this is an in-joke, a uh, production in-joke. Okay. No, so. it's not a production in-joke. It's Jake doing his best to be funny. All right. So <laughs> do I need news, to read that part? We have an opening part? for a new writing. <laughs> no. no. We have an opening no. for what? In other news, we have an opening for a writing position here at Prior to Okay. And the 38-minute video, lead environment audit. I can't even get to artist. <laughs> I'm going to say, in the 38-minute video, leading to violent artist, Scott Boyd. See, that can do it like that. It's like Kmart Stewie voice. Okay, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> you know, Brian, in the 38-minute video, lead our environment artist, Scott Boyd, and senior environment artist, artist Nick Dugan, they sat down to give the players a sneak peek of the update playing on Grand Environments, Brian. Battle. Ba battle. 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 I thought it was Bahil. the boss. No, it's B-A-T-L. No, it's battle. Battle. Oh, is that a misspelling? Okay, well, yeah. Well, Dominus of Andor, Regis, Klingonus, whatever your name was. She's the one, she's <laughs> our Klingon language expert here. Now I have to look. Yeah, B-A-T-L-H. Oh. B-A-T-L-H. Well, okay, well. Unless it's an I. I mean, I'd trust Allie's Klingon pronunciations. <laughs> I No. Call in the expert. But anyway, Allie, do you want to help us with Klingon? She's busy. Okay, well. <laughs> hey, <All right>. Allie. <laughs> Players can claim a heroic Rycian caracal pet. Caracal. It's a jellical cat. Heroic Rycian jellical cat. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I want four ships, Riker. That's a jellico with the cat, first not tier a jellico starting... cat. That, that's, yes. the, that's a difference. Yes. There's a difference there. Jericho it's a cat. Jell no. It's a Jellico cat. <laughs> There's also a hybrid event whose first phase is a faction event featuring displaced Gabriel Burnham. Gabriel. Damn, Gabriel. damn it. There's also a hybrid. Oh, blow, Gabriel, <laughs> blow. Come on and blow, Gabriel, blow. A heroic triple and a no, new you didn't player get title. No, you go back and do triple again. It came out turbo. Okay. <laughs> you, got, you, you nailed Caracal and it went terrible, terrible, terrible. T R B O terrible. Podcast. Roddenberry. Com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.